Pretty Dece, Pretty Dece, here we go. Facebook.com slash Pretty Show. It's time to geek out with Josh, your host. What's going on, everybody? I'm Josh Meek, the Uber Geek. This is Pretty Dece. Joining me on the show tonight, we have my fiance, my content director, Jesse. What's up, Jesse? I have no idea. You don't know because I didn't tell you what we were talking about when we sat down. Because I wanted to surprise you with my with my news here. So what would you say is your favorite movie of all time? Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It, what do you like about Wreck-It Ralph? I used to babysit. <laughs> yeah. And I watched that movie every single day for two or three weeks straight, and I never got sick of it. <laughs> well, I have some good news, because did you know that there's a Wreck-It Ralph 2 coming out? You know I already knew that. <laughs> well, to get good, because today we got some more information about what Wreck-It Ralph 2 is going to be about. We got a, a, a little bit of look at the first footage of it. So the plot of Wreck-It Ralph 2, this, this all came out of D23, which is Disney's convention. So Disney has their own convention now, which Did is not know that. pretty crazy. I don't know if you know, Disney owns like everything that, that I ever love at this point. They own Star Wars, they own Marvel, everything that is is cool, Disney has, has bought and wrapped up at this point. Sounds about right. Yeah, which actually plays into this news today. So D23, there was lots of cool stuff, um, pictures and images and th- things like that that came out of uh, the the convention that were like you know new shots of, of like Thanos from Marvel and things like that. We also got some info on Wreck-It Ralph too. So in Wreck-It Ralph two, which is called Ralph Breaks the Internet colon Wreck-It Ralph two, which I think is a pretty great title. What do you think? I'm pretty excited. So they go into the internet. They're not in the arcade anymore. So in the in the synopsis, I guess that they talked about at D, at, at the D23 convention, the arcade that they are in gets Wi-Fi and Ralph and Vanellope have to go into the internet to track down a replacement part for Vanellope's game Sugar Rush. So the machine breaks down, they have to figure out where to get a new part and they venture out into the wild world of the internet to get a new part for the game. That sounds pretty cool. It does sound pretty cool. Um, I'm, I'm definitely a, uh, a product of the internet, I guess I'll say. So like, dumb internet things and like internet culture is like way way exciting to me in a really stupid way so if they do any piece of that i'm very excited so a little bit about what kind of what happens they meet an algorithm on the internet because once you get to the internet you get to meet things like algorithms her name is yes with three s's like yes That's like my soulmate. I know, which I knew you would love. Uh, yes is an editor on a website in the, that in the movie is called Buzzaholic, which yeah, is obviously yeah. BuzzFeed. Yeah. And she wears like hip dresses is how it was described. She's made out of fiber optics and she has like blue hair. So she Pretty like, cool. yeah, she looks like a computer person. She sort of gives them directions. They end up going to ohmydisney.com, which if you don't know is an actual real website. Did not know that. Which is for Disney fans. So it's like, all the Disney stuff conglomerated together and a bunch of news and stuff like that. So literally a real website is is one of the destinations in this movie, ohmydisney.com. And when we go there, we go kind of backstage and in this kind of dressing room, backstage, like green room section, we meet the Disney princesses. 
What? And like all the conglomeration of them too. So it's like, um, you know, from all different types of animation, ones that even haven't been like 3D animated before, they're like bringing into this and bringing them all together. They That's got, cool. They got all the original voice actresses for all of them as well. The article that I was reading talked about like the quips between all of them. There were like too many to list out. Like there was tons and tons of in-jokes and stuff. Um, I guess at one point C-3PO, of course, because we have Star Wars now, comes in and tells them like, "Hey, it's time to go out on the stage," and they they give him a hard time and call him BB-8, <laughs> <laughs> and then he says like something about like, "Oh man, I can't I can't believe that I missed being with Han Solo." And, yeah, so there's tons and tons of jokes like that. I guess at one point one of the princesses um, says something kind of weird, and one of the girls is like, "Oh, she's from a different studio." <laughs> <laughs> So all the things that I that I loved about the first movie with like the funny in jokes of all the properties they went to and all the games they went to and tons of those like weird little things that you had to be like kind of a nerd gamer to understand seems like they're throwing in for like all of their stuff. So not not only are we getting Disney princesses, we're getting Star Wars, we're getting Marvel, so now Marvel can get wrapped up into this game as well. Seems really awesome. I'm pretty excited. I think it's something that I'm going to love and something my six-year-old niece is going to love. <laughs> Definitely on different levels, but I think it's going to be great. And that's kind of the cool thing about the first movie is that you can experience it on multiple levels, and that's yeah. that's the mark of a good animated movie. Yep, that two-year-old and I were, were definitely <laughs> seeing that on different levels, but both really enjoyed it. <laughs> so, Ralph Breaks the Internet, Wreck It Ralph 2, comes out November 21st, 2018. <laughs> What's up, everybody? I'm Josh Meek, the Uber Geek. This is Pretty Dece. Uh Ready Player One is a movie that Steven Spielberg is making. We've known about that for a while. Ready Player One is a book that was written by Ernest Klein in 2011, and we just got our first teaser image for the movie. Entertainment Weekly put it out just recently. I'm pretty excited about this movie because I really liked the book. Uh, the book follows this kid, Wade Watts. He's, uh, he's 50 years into the future from our current date here. And at that point in time, the real world is kind of terrible. And most people live in abject poverty. They live in trailers that are just like stacked on top of one another. So trailer parks grew up <laughs> and they're super dangerous. And Wade is a poor kid who uh, really all he can do is escape into what's called the Oasis, which is kind of the internet. Uh, it was created by, in the book, a man named James Halliday. Uh, as the book opens, James Halliday has died and he has left these Easter eggs in the world of Oasis that are clues to this puzzle. And if you solve this puzzle, you get ownership of Oasis. You control essentially what is the entire world because everyone spends the majority of their time in Oasis in these VR rigs, just transporting their entire consciousness into this internet world. So of course, the book revolves around Wade and his other treasure hunter buddies called Gunters working to solve this puzzle. And of course, there's an evil corporation and evil forces working against them as they do that. So the book, just from that premise alone, sounds really cool, right? It's this kind of future story about, you know, the underdog versus the, the giant corporation trying to, you know, fight back like that. But the big selling point of the book that I haven't mentioned yet is that it is packed to the brim with references, 80s references specifically. They're, they reference like war games, Zork, all the, all the movies, all the video games that you could imagine from the 80s. Oasis itself in the book is filled with worlds that are based around these properties. So there'll be an entire world based around war games, for example. There's tons of stuff like from all the old 80s movies and games you love, like recreated in the world of Oasis. 
and the Easter eggs that Wade is solving are also based around knowing things about 80s pop culture. So Wade, a kid in, you know, 50 years into the future, has become an amazing student of 80s pop culture, movies, TV, games, uh, as a way to get a one-up on everyone else trying to solve these puzzles. So we've had this kind of weird resurgence of 80s culture in the book. So a lot of times when something tries to lean that heavily on references, where they they point at something and say, hey, that was cool, remember that? It ends up being very thin and very flat and not really that much fun. Like once you get over the like nostalgia trip of like, I do remember that thing, there's not really that much left for you. But Ready Player One skips around that somehow. Um, I think the underlying story is good enough and the way that they explain the references are good enough that it works on its own. Even if you go into this book with knowing nothing about the 80s, whenever they reference something, because Wade is coming at it from this kind of research standpoint from the future, he didn't live through it, he's presenting it very clinically, as if you were reading kind of a Wikipedia page about the particular topic, and it becomes very interesting. So even if you don't know everything about War Games the movie, when Wade encounters a War Games reference in his Oasis world, you get a little backstory on on the movie, on the actors, on, on whatever pertinent piece that it might be. And of course, if you do know those things, then it's neat because you get to like see what they have to say about it, see what kind of twist gets put on it, see how it gets used in the world. So while I'm not a huge fan a lot of times of very referential material, Ready Player One is something that uh, does break that rule for me, and I really, really enjoyed it. It's not groan-inducing in any way. It's done really well. And I think that's all to the strength of Ernest Cline's writing, frankly. So I'm really interested to see, with this movie, how that goes. You know, is the script just as ungroan-inducing as the novel was? We got our first teaser image here, as I said, all we see is Wade Boggs, he's in his, what he calls his Fortress of Solitude, which is his essentially literal pile of trash in an old van, his hideaway where he connects to the Oasis. And there's lots of little references here and there on the wall, but again, it doesn't seem super over the top. It has this awesome, really warm 80s movie feel to it that I can't really describe without you going to look at the film itself, or without you going to look at the image itself, but it just, it feels like something that could have come out of the 80s, just the way that it's lit and the way that it looks. So I'm pretty excited. I, I think this first image looks really cool, and I'm anxiously awaiting hearing more about this film.